Welcome, welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And every week at this time, that's Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, Adam and I are here to talk about small business stuff. And what that means is that we deal every day, every business day, with a number of different clients, small business clients, and we define that as 25 employees down to one. Any industry makes no difference. We can help you out if you're a small business owner with those perplexing problems that you have. We've been doing it together for over 15 years. We've developed a lot of success strategies, and I'm sure we could help you too. We have fun doing it. So you can give us a call. Adam will give you the the, the ways to contact us and become part of the show tonight. But tonight we're going to talk about a word. One word. That's all we're going to talk about. Transparency. What the heck? Is that the opposite of opaque? No? Yes? You're the wordsmith between this uh, uh, duo here. Transparency. I'm going to give it to you. It's transparency. What we do, we basically try to pick something out of our our weekly encounter with our clients. And transparency was a word that, that seemed to make sense based on this week's activities. So we're going to kind of uh, fit fit actual circumstances and our opinions into the word transparency tonight. So I'm going to turn this over to my astute colleague here and co-host, Adam Sunhalter. I got one word for you, Jack. Uh-oh. Arr. Hey, did you know that today is International Talk Like a Pirate Day? No. Did you know that? No, I, I didn't, but I'll, let me dress up. Let me dress the part. Let me only have one arm with a hook in it. That's, that's something I, I picked up this morning. I was at uh, visiting one of the, the, the Rotary Clubs in my cluster, and uh, one of the gals in there mentioned that it was International Talk Like a Pirate Day. <coughs> and so I've had, I've had Steve the Pirate in my brain all day. Steve, Steve the, the pirate. pirate. You know who Steve the Pirate is? I don't. I don't know Steve the Pirate. I think you'll know him when I when I bring up where he's from. So uh, Steve the Pirate is a character in one of my favorite movies of all time, Dodgeball. Oh the my God! Story. Yes. Okay. Remember him? I do. That's the guy who thought he was a pirate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least for most of the movie. <laughs> so I've had I've had him firmly in my in my brain all day today, Jack. So I've been waiting for us to kind of come on here, and I wanted to share that with our audience. Uh, so those of you listening live, again, September 19th. This is, I guess, been celebrated. I, I had no idea. This has been celebrated since 1995, Jack. Really? So it's okay. been around. For, it's not like it's, uh, it was made up this year. It's been around for a while. And I guess this kind of proves my point that there's pretty much every day represents something in terms of there's some special holiday or, or wherever it might be. There's some recognition almost every day of the year. But today, so if you feel, if you feel the need, if you feel the desire to talk like a pirate today, have at it. you got the license, the license to do it today. Huh? Arr! Arr, matey! There we go. <laughs> All right. So, yes, transparency tonight. So we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but I want to welcome everybody to the show. Again, we're, we're, we're happy to be here live uh, every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We have a lot of fun talking about small business stuff, and we usually try to boil it down to a theme or two um, that we've seen recently because we know that if it's a theme for our clients, and our clients are a pretty diverse group in terms of uh, types of companies and that, uh, we know that most likely this is, this is something that's probably going on for you as well. And so, 
If you want to be part of the show, you can be part of it by talking about what we're talking about this evening or if you have other questions or thoughts or comments about things we're talking about or things you'd like to talk about. We always welcome you to be part of the show. We've got uh, Sean sitting by tonight as our engineer. And you can reach us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. If you want to email us, you can do that at radio at MaximumVP.com. And then we have lots of ways to get us in the Twitter sphere or the tweet sphere. Tweet sphere? Tweets? Tweets. Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. We have our company handle, which is at MaximumVP. <laughs> for Jack Mancini, his handle is at Jack M M V P, and for me, it's at Adam Sonhalter. So lots of ways to be part of the show or to get questions uh, put on the air here. We're happy to kind of do it as well, and we love having you listen. And we have some very very loyal listeners tonight. So transparency, transparency, transparency. So how do I, how do I, make? or create more transparency as it relates to my business. And what does that mean? It's always a good place to start, Jack, right? So let's define this word because it, it, it's pretty popular, and we'll get to that in terms of why it is, but a couple definitions I was looking at, and uh, some simple ones and some so, some antonyms, too, I want to talk about. Maybe it gives a little Wow, what a, wait, 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 wait. Uh, that's more two syllables. That's I'm a sorry. fancy antonyms, pants word. Yeah. That's a fancy pants word. All what right. does that mean? So antonyms, those are words that are opposite of what the word means, as opposed to synonyms, which are words that mean kind of the same thing that the words mean. Oh, boy, you're confusing. You're <coughs> confusing the airwave we'll tonight. I'll get that in a second. All right, so let's All go right. with the definition. Let me start there. Giving them too much. You're right. Let me slow down. All right, so... One definition of transparency. This is related, you know, to, again to business transparency. So, lack of hidden agendas or conditions, accompanied by availability of full information required for collaboration, cooperation, and collective decision making. Yep. Wow. What's an that easier way to say that? Be just, just be open and honest, oh, huh? So let, let, let me give a five-word definition. Maybe six words. <laughs> in a symbol. Anyway, it's much shorter. Full, accurate, and timely disclosure of information. Full, accurate, and timely disclosure of information. All right. All right. So there's a couple of... Uh, you got to add that to that the best of your ability, so, right? Yeah. If yeah. accuracy is only as good as the info you get. But right. yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, as far as what you know. Here's what I'm presenting. Here, here's what I know, Jack. And there, there may be all kinds of holes in it, but here's what I'm aware of, right? Right. So let me give some of those words that mean opposite of that. I mean, this may help. This may help, too. All right? So things that are not transparent. These are things that are, that are opposite of being transparent. Ambiguous. Clouded. Cryptic. Cryptic. I always think about Tales from the Crypt. Remember that show? That's that right. Show? I remember that. Spooky little guy. <laughs> Came out, right? That's kind of right. Spooky guy. We aren't quite to Halloween yet, but we'll get to that. So a couple more words. Dark. Mysterious. Ooh. Dark and mysterious. Or here's probably the best one. Unclear. Okay. Yeah. Unclear, right? So that's kind of when we talk about this 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 fancy pants word of transparency you know what the heck does that thing really mean i wanted to start with a little framing here in terms of again the idea is are you know are you given that kind of full accurate and timely disclosure of information and are you making sure that you're clear you're not being unclear or you're not being kind of cryptic right so seems seems easy enough to somebody maybe on the outside the only know. wait is it only uh, applicable to the boss 
We're no. talking small business again. I, I think so the boss has to be transparent. Is he the only one? No, but like many things, Jack, it starts with the leader. That's and correct. the leader, as we talk about all the time, sets the tone and the pace of the organization. So if I, as a leader, am busy withholding information or only disclosing pieces and parts that I think make sense versus, again, being more open. And, or if I'm telling you something that would have been great to know six months ago, that's not very timely, right? Or if I'm, if I'm only giving you little snippets of it. And you know, making you make a decision based on a very thin piece of information versus <coughs> giving the full, giving that full picture. So it starts with the owners to be leading by example. And you know, as we know, Jack, this is something that's you know we've almost gotten in fights with people about this stuff, right? I mean, just you know, we we start with simple stuff like we'll we'll talk about the idea of of presenting financials, right? That's part of that. That would be something that would fit underneath this transparency umbrella, right? And most owners. I mean, that's, I mean, it's almost sacrosanct. These guys are, they, they, there's no way I'm telling people how we're doing, right? Or there's no way I'm going to, you know, hand out my financials to my, to, to my team. Now, to us, that seems kind of silly. But keeping in mind, a good chunk of folks who are still owners of companies these days grew up under the culture where it wasn't encouraged to be asking questions of any kind, let alone challenging authority so much. Okay, That's right. And so many companies are kind of run that way. They're run, what's the phrase people use a lot, Jack? Uh, uh, close to the vest. Right? Close to the vest. We call <laughs> it old steel guys. There you go. That's one of our, that's, that's one of our favorite, that's one of our favorite terms. So, old steel. Wait, why? Because all the old steel guys. I didn't look at it. I know. That's right. Old steel guys are well, there's still quite a few old steel guys running small businesses today. And what we mean by old steel guys, it used to be like the norm. 95% of, of business owners uh, that, that were involved in manufacturing, especially steel, would be just grouchy old men sitting in the corner. And somebody would come in like me. I remember coming out of college talking, talking to the first old line general manager at the time. And he would not share anything. And I came to conclude that it's because he didn't know anything. And <laughs> I, I think that's that's often the case. They don't know how to express. They don't like it. They feel it's giving up power. So the old steel guys would basically uh, shut all conversation down, wouldn't share any information. Where we believe transparency, not, not the extreme transparency that the uh, left side of the ledger likes to do, but be honest and open about what's going on with the company. Share information. If you have 30 employees, now you got 30 brains plus yours working for solving the problem and getting better. It's incumbent on you as the, as, as the boss to share information, good and bad. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a public company, pretty much everything is shared. And there's no reason to believe that that's going to hurt your company. But you as the owner have to prepare and you have to learn how to present information to be transparent. So we run into all kinds of problems and it's usually built around not sharing information. But you can, or wait, let me think about this. Can you be too transparent, Adam? Well, I was, I was thinking as you were talking there for a second, Jack, what was the phrase you used? Did you say radical transparency or something along those lines? What I forgot, it was something. too long ago. 
Something along those lines, though, in terms of like you're almost like extreme transparency, something you refer to the leftist, left side of the ledger. Oh, yeah, extreme, extreme transparency. Extreme transparency. Yeah, you can get too much somehow. I don't know what that line is. It's a fuzzy line. But uh, you start to get into personalities and personal stuff. There, There's a level of uh, what I, I think we would call professional transparency here. Talking about the business. Anything going on in a business pretty much should be shareable to your employees. Yeah, I mean, I was going to, that's why I was trying to come back to that for a second. I was going to kind of challenge it, but I think we are pretty much what people would refer to as extreme transparency as it relates to the business in terms of being able to be open. And it comes back to you know, the part where we'll share as we're getting, getting up to our first break here. And we'll share in terms of how we approach stuff. And I have several examples of clients who have done it pretty well. And some haven't done it very well, you know. Comes down yeah. to presenting, doesn't it? Well, it's one of the, it's one of the keys, absolutely, Jack. You yeah. know, but uh, there's a lot of old steel guys out there, as, as you're saying. And so, you know, those are the folks that keep keep things close to the vest. They kind of feel like they got everything figured out, and they don't really like being challenged or questioned, you know, as you're talking about. So, uh, as we're as we're heading to our first break here, give some thought as you're listening here. I don't know, are you an old steel guy? Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter how old or young you are, or if you're a male or a female, or somewhere in between. If you have that mentality that I just described, again, keeping things close to the vest, you got everything figured out, you don't like being challenged or questioned, chances are you're probably an old steel guy. So we got more good stories to share as it relates to how to be and what does it look like to be transparent. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Stick around. we got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, online, wintradio.com. After all these years Alright, welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Glad to have you here with us. I'm your co-host, Adam Sunhalter. And I'm the other co-host, Jack Mancini. And we're here to talk about the word transparency and how it relates to your situations as a small business owner. And I don't mean somebody under five feet tall. I mean, owner of a small business, and that's defined as 30 employees or 25 employees or less. Although we wander off the reservation somehow uh, from time to time and get much bigger clients, but not many of them. That's not what we shoot for. No, many of our clients outgrow that too as part of their time with us. So, you know, there are quite a few of our clients now that are bigger than that, but that's not when they start with us. It's part of the growth is part of that. So we don't magically, or um, not magically, we, we, we don't automatically terminate a client once they reach 26. That's right. The bell rings and they get the boot. No, we don't do that. No. So we're talking about how do you, how do you as the owner create a little more transparency in your business? And so we're talking a little bit in the first segment about kind of giving a little definition to this and and, and an overview of it. And, you know, what we find to be the case, you know, we've got a, an owner friend of ours, we know pretty well. And, and the transparency is a tough thing for him. And what I mean by that is there, there, there's phrases like this that you might hear from folks who are not as transparent. His, his One of his favorite phrases is, business is not a democracy. <laughs> now, that, that drips of old steel guy, Jack. Doesn't it? Right? Absolutely. Be glad you have a job and all this other kind of stuff, right? So <clears throat> that's, again, that's... Not uncommon. Uh, you know, it's probably still the majority, although it's it's probably getting close these days. But there's still 
a significant number of companies no, are, it's, it's that are started that 100 years ago and it takes a while to run through the different generations to finally get rid of it and a 2018 small business should be inclusionary and by that i mean sharing information with the employees it's a vital step to make them feel involved and again you're getting more brains focused on solving problems that you have and people becoming more aware of issues that are important to you to run your business. So it's a big deal, transparency, and it's something that if you aren't doing it right or if you aren't doing it at all, you certainly should be. Yeah, so why do you want to be more transparent? I guess the the first word that, that, that came to my mind, Jack, that relates to that question as far as why it makes sense to be more transparent, has to do with building trust. Uh, okay, very good. That's so, very good, Adam. That's if you try to th- try to think about any any relationship that you've been involved in. So you know, Jack and I are both very blessed. You know, I'll be married 20 years here in a, in a couple of weeks. Jack's what are you on 48? Go on, let's see what is it. 48. Going on right. past it. Yeah. All right, you're going on, you're going on 49. My parents are going to be going on 49 here in, in about a month as well. So we're you know we're blessed to have some <coughs> long-term relationships, right? And so, you know, we've got siblings and friends, other folks, too. You know, we've got clients. We've got, we've got all kinds of people. And so there's different ways that you start to form relationships to be able to kind of build trust. And one of the, the, the fastest ways to build trust is to, to, is to be open, to be transparent, like, like, like we're talking about here. You know, one of, my, one of my favorite phrases people often will, will say even without even knowing about it, right? Things like, hey, Jack, you know, to tell you the truth. Or, hey, to be honest with you, right? And I always stop people when they say that because it's, it's, it's friggin' stupid, right? Because well, normally you're lying to me. Now you're going to tell me the truth. Is that what, no, 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 that's not what I mean. Usually that means I mean. they're, they're ready to set up a, a lie anyway or an exaggeration. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, okay. That's a good tip. Mm-hmm. So you hear that, and that's okay. That's a cue that somebody's getting ready to not tell you the truth. That's right. Okay. <laughs> they're <laughs> trying to relieve psychology? their guilt. That's, yeah. that's right. Okay. Reverse psychology. So... Building trust is a, is a very very key thing. Again, this is especially true when it comes to small business, but you see it with big business too. Let me give, let me give you a very simple example. So recently, you probably noticed there's quite a bit of advertisement going on for this this small little company called Wells Fargo. I'm guessing most people have heard of that company, right? It's a bank, and they had a little issue in the last couple of years, right? I don't want to get into the to the details. You can search for it if you want, but Wells Fargo had some issues with. Uh, uh, people in their in their uh, in their employee who who were setting up bank accounts where they shouldn't have been doing things and it was things that they basically broke trust with their customer base and it's funny is they're they, they're kind of going you know, they've been around apparently for like 150 years Jack or maybe even more and they're they're they're, they're going back to some of these kind of wild west settings and you know they're showing a, a example of you know taking a stagecoach somewhere and. Here's you know, here's a Wells Fargo stagecoach going across the Wild West, and they get stopped by bandits, and they come on. Maybe they were pirates. It's Pirate Day. Right? Pirates. They uh, had to be pirates, pirates right today. So pirates came on, and <clears throat> they had like a little treasure chest. <laughs> pirates. Yes. A little treasure chest, which is what those pirates stole, and they show the scene: the pirates taking the treasure chest, and they, and they leave, and the stagecoach goes on, and winds up. They open the treasure chest; it's full of just nothing. It was it was a decoy for them, right? Whereas the the true valuables were hidden somewhere else, and they say, hey, you know, we've been protecting your valuable assets for whatever, you know. And they're trying to tap back into and and be a little more open. Say, hey, and, they, and there were some ads early on. Say, hey, we, we realized that we screwed up and did all this stuff, and now we're trying to again trying to build that trust back up. And it's going to take them a long time Definitely. To, to be able to build stuff back up. So 
in a small company, you have the ability in the, uh, to be able to do stuff face-to-face for the most part, one-on-one with people, but also in some groups. And so to build trust, and if you have some good trust within an organization, there are, there are so many benefits I can't even... I can't even name them all, Jack. But if you have some good trust, when we see organi- organizations running well, and this is true for for-profits or non-profits, there's usually a very good sense of trust within the organization. If trust isn't there, well, transparency is a great way to start to be able to do that. So you mentioned the idea of sharing information, Jack. That's a great, that's a great place to start. So what kind of information should you share? Well, let me, uh, you know, when, when I was working with a bigger company, I was a vice president, and we uh, uh, we we kind of closed. There were 400, roughly 400 employees at least. I can't remember now, um, and they were working three shifts. And I decided to call, not call, but address each shift. In other words, call off their workstations wherever they may be, and come on into the big auditorium, and I'm going to tell you about the company and. Things like profit and loss, things like expenses, things like rumors I heard. You know, I heard that uh, you're, this was a union shop too. You know, you get a couple of leaders, not so much formal leaders, informal leaders. And they're the the braggadocious guys who don't speak facts. And in this case, I, uh, I called them out, not by name. I said, you know, I'm addressing the group, so picture three, four hundred people, maybe not that many in, in each setting, at least over a hundred, and saying, I heard a rumor that we have two sets of books in this company, one for the executives and one for everything else. <laughs> and this was exactly what this union guy was talking about over the lunch table and the like, and, and uh, yeah, he was factually all wrong. And yeah, I don't know how many people believed him. They believed him because nobody else was saying anything else. So along come I here and basically I I called him out on it without calling him but as I said this I said there's there's absolutely no truth to this and I explained you know for tax purposes you have a set of uh, adjusted books blah 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 trying to keep it simple but every every one of his buddies was looking at him because then I asked are there any questions or do you understand this or does anyone think that this isn't the truth and everyone looked at him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he didn't get up, he didn't raise his hand, and I moved on. The point I'm making, there's a lot of other information given. The fact that you as an executive, you as the owner, are willing to stand up in front of your employees and try to explain to them what goes on in areas that are kind of complicated, that are, are very business-oriented in the true sense of the word, gives you tremendous credibility People don't quite know it, but they feel better about you because you're trying to connect, and that's key. And that's okay. that's what uh, um, you know. That's what this is all about, basically. That's a very important point. I, mean, I, I want to stop you there, Jack, because that's the effort of getting up and 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 making the effort to share stuff. All right. So I don't care what you want to share, okay? Because you know, just the fact of getting up there and starting to talk about these things is a very, very powerful way to be able to do it. You're asking questions after you deliver information. Is there any question here? Is there anything that I could try to clarify for you? Those are those are very powerful outreach uh, gestures. They really are. 
So a big part of what you start to address in that, and you, you didn't use this term, I don't think, or maybe you did, but the, the idea of the why. So you explain to them why. Well, here, yeah, we do have two sets of books, and here's why. We've got one for this and one for that. There's nothing funny about it, just, again, when we're looking internally, we're looking at these kind of metrics, and we, we like to, to see, see the numbers this way, and the government, IRS, wants to see the numbers this way, right? So the same numbers, we're just kind of presenting them in a little different way. So you can explain to them why things are being done. I think that's a, a biggest part of kind of building trust is when people, because people I think in general want to be conspiracy theorists. I think we're, we're, we're of that age now. Maybe it's been that way for a while, I don't know. But it seems like most people, whenever they hear something, a lot of folks will go the conspiracy route. Like that can't be true, this happens that and everything else. When in fact the truth of the matter usually is pretty simple. And it, it, the truth tends to resonate with people. You know, people who have a pretty good uh, BSometer when it comes to truth versus non-truth. Coming back to, let me tell you the truth, Jack, or let me be honest with you. Okay, you're sad. I'm not going to be. So I think I mean, as we head to our next break here, I want uh, I want to tee this up for the next time too. I thought you were going to talk about a trust story that you also had, Jack, that was very, very interesting and very powerful for you as a as a pretty young executive. That I think it would be a good story to share as it relates to, to trust. Okay. And I'll give you some time to think about it as we go to break. It's a, it's a fantastic story. I think everybody yeah, you better would, remind would, me would, of it. I think everybody's going to love to hear about it. So stay tuned to hear that story. Uh, I'm Adam Sunhalter. I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. We're talking about transparency. Oh. Transparency. We got it. All right. We're, we're here. We've got, we got more dirty <laughs> secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM. After all these tears between us All right, bebop along here to little Elvis, right? It's all good, Jack. So welcome back. It is back. all good. It is all good. Here we are in Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Glad to have you with us here. We're halfway through the show already. It's going quick, but we've got a lot of good stuff for you. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. And I'm your co-host, Jack Mancini, and go. it is going fast tonight. You know, I, I I forgot to ask you, Jack. Yes. Did you go see your buddy on Saturday? Oh. Gordon Lightfoot? No, no, he, he didn't? didn't go. Right. No, he's getting too old. Oh, come on. He he's is. still touring, right? Yeah, he's touring, but doesn't mean you want to go see him. No, he's still good, but uh, so you got he a rock, get he's got a rocking chair when he's out there touring? <laughs> That's why He's BD, still BD good, but we, doing that for years. we didn't. We didn't get. You didn't get to see him. All right. We didn't get to see him. All right. So I was teasing at the uh, at the break if about. If you could read my mind. <laughs> All right. We got karaoke night with Gordon. That's Lightfoot. right. Here we go. That's gotta right. Watch out. So I was teasing heading to break about a story that that I found very very impactful, very powerful, Jack. That happened to you very young in your career. Uh, I think it ties into both the topic the topic that I have transparency, but also when we were just discussing in terms of building trust and how trust gets formed. So would you mind sharing that story that you had? No, I'm not going to share it at all. Well, hey, it's been a, it's been a great uh, great show. Everybody. No, no. Yeah, I'll share that one. <laughs> all right. Again, I'm going back to my big company days. You know, I was a newly minted uh, vice president. Well, not quite newly minted, maybe into it for nine months or so, VP of a pretty good-sized subsidiary. And... Uh, the team, the, the management team, wasn't working too well together. Uh, we, we were having a lot of infighting and power plays and a lot of nonsense, quite frankly. So 
the president basically decided to bring in an industrial psychologist. And he brought him in, and the whole objective was to assess us, analyze us from a group setting, how we act and interacted with the group, and basically uh, make some recommendations in terms of how we could be more effective. So we went away to a hotel for the weekend and conducted actual business. And in between, we would have breaks, cocktail hour before dinner. But we were all together very close for two nights. And that's a long time to spend like that doing business. I mean, we had we had a lot to do, but uh, uh, nonetheless, it's still a lot of time together. And he observed us, and, you know, we'd... we'd come down we'd meet for breakfast and then we go into session and we'd break and come out of session go into session as a group trying to you know put put plans together and the like and uh at the end at the end of our time here before the last dinner we actually it wasn't before the last dinner it was before we were going to go he asked us he being the psychologist asked us to put uh sheets of, you know, with our name, paste them on, on the wall all around the room, all around this conference room. So each of us had our name there. I think there were seven of us. And during the course of the time we were there, we would write comments. Hey, Joe's, I like Joe a lot. He's a good guy. And if I like Jack, he's blah, blah, blah. We would write comments about each other, one sentence, and put our initials there. So these would accumulate over this, the time we were together, and as you had drinks in the evening, the, the comments were a little more colorful, and it, it was a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> Jack <coughs> and, does great keg stands, right? Something like that. So, yes. <laughs> so while, while we were uh, getting ready to kind of go that last hour or so, he went around the room and he wrote a comment about each of us based on his observations of almost two days. And we had to then stand up in front of our our sheet one by one on the wall and read everyone's comments. So Joe gets up and he reads his one by one, one by one, and comes down to the last comment, and he'd read the psychologist's uh, uh, comment. People were hesitant to really be critical because you had to work with everybody. You had to walk out of the room with them. and. <laughs> So you you had, you know, they were guarded. They weren't gratefully insightful or anything, most for the most part. And uh, so it was my turn to get up, and I got up and and stood in front of my sheet, and I read, read the, the comments down. They were all very favorable. I knew I was well-liked there, and uh, at least I thought I was. And <laughs> so it comes down to the psychologist, and I'm here. I'm the vice president controller. I'm the, I'm the guy at this company who is responsible for all the funds and finance and the planning and, and you know, had that responsibility, among others, but that was a big one, the money guy, so to speak. And you're the guy in charge of this group, too, right? The, the, this group of seven, you know, they looked up to you. They reported to you to a certain extent for the most mm, part. Not, not at that well, point. Not okay. at that point. They were... Uh, Certainly, I had a lot of sway there. I had tremendous sway, actually. Okay. You know, usually that's the case with a stronger financial person. So, I read mine and came down to the psychologist, and he said in his comment, "Jack is not to be trusted." Okay. And that that almost didn't come out of my mouth. Like, what in the world? You know, how negative? That was the most <laughs> negative comment on anybody's sheet anywhere all night. 
And everyone, everyone in the room got mad at, at him. Yeah. They got like, hey, that's bullshit. What do you mean Jack isn't? He's the most trustworthy guy, blah, blah, blah. They started to get on him, you know. And me, I was I was tremendously embarrassed because I, I didn't know what they were talking about. God, if I didn't have integrity, I'd be a dead man, you know. <laughs> so he said, no, no. He started to defend us. And the mob ruled and ran out. No, I didn't do it there. <laughs> <laughs> he st- he started to defend us, and he said, "I don't mean Jack's honesty is is to be questioned here. I don't mean that at all. What I mean is that he didn't commit. He was not committing. Here he should be taking over this meeting, totally directing it, and he's sitting there being quiet. When the when the team itself needed a, a pull to the right or left, that should have been his job, and he wasn't doing it. He was quiet and non-committal." And because of that, I didn't trust him. And I think those are characteristics that often will be the case. If somebody is too quiet, you don't know what they're thinking. And in a setting like this, somebody has to take charge, and it should have been Jack. And that was a lifelong lesson, to say the least. We talked more, you know, after the next next week, I went and saw him privately and just chatted with him. And, and uh, it's a great thing to remember coming back to transparency. For a situation like that, had I been transparent, had I been getting up and and taking charge, showing information, putting the financial perspective on things, kind of directing, you know, with my background, it was was made to order for that because a lot of people don't get involved in analyzing operations and financial stuff. And and, uh, it was the perfect setting, perfect time, and a perfect example of lack of transparency, lack of commitment. That's that's I don't know what's worse, you know. If you're an executive, you 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 have to commit to making people more aware of what's going on in the company, what's right, what's wrong, what's important. That's what the heart of transparency is all about. It's good. So, so he had a, he had a punch in the gut almost just to get your attention, and he got your attention, and he took it in the right spirit. I mean, once the clarification came down, you understood what he's trying to say, and you said, okay, he has a he has a good point there. He sure did. You know, and it's it's yeah. funny, you know, uh, a good chunk of what we do with uh, our clients, we get help them work on getting their team involved. And some folks do this better than others. And one of the things that we're very big on is helping people get their organizations kind of structured properly, get people involved in what's kind of going on. And much like you had those sheets of paper people put comments on, we have people put together sheets of paper to explain what they do in terms of the organization piece of stuff. And starting to share again and, and this is key for where your company's at if your company's at the point now where you're really sure nothing okay well you can't come in tomorrow and just open everything up and start going people are going to be overwhelmed and they aren't going to trust that either you know it's you know picture any relationship you've got where you know somebody's a certain way and then you see them the next day and they're they're a total 180 well you don't trust that that's not the person you know so no, that's right they make a slight change okay and so <laughs> You know, when it comes to physical appearance, we can change physical appearance pretty quickly, right? We can change our hairstyle for those of us who have hair, or, or we can change our clothes. Okay, you may notice those things, but you know, big changes. You got you got to ease your way into those. You know, so maybe the goal, and that's part of the goal for our clients. We talk about the whole idea. Let me come back to the comment you made earlier, Jack, about extreme transparency. Well, what that means for us is that basically everything's open for discussion, other than what people make. Okay, so, you know, whatever's going on to be talked about, because the way we look at things, if you've got 12 employees, if you can get 12 employees aware of what's going on 
versus one or two or three or four employees, we know long term that's better for the organization because you got 12 brains working on stuff, 12 sets of eyes and ears and hands working on stuff and understanding why things are happening or what's kind of going on. And we're always surprised. Our clients are always surprised. We're, you know, we aren't surprised anymore because we see it all the time. But our clients are often surprised where a lot of these very good ideas or things come from within the company. It's, it's that, 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 that famous phrase or that popular phrase, hey, it's always the last person I expected, Jack. Well, the last person you expected, nobody ever really asked them or invited <laughs> them into stuff. You know, they've, they've been trained to, hey, you know, whether they've been in, you know, in their work world for 20 years and it's always been that way, hey, you know, don't question the boss, do what you're told, kind of keep your head down so it doesn't get chopped off kind of thing. Well, that's how they're trained. That's what they know. Well, the idea of, hey, we're opening up about what's kind of going on. So it starts starts with the leader, okay, you know, versus, you know, uh, picture me as leader coming in is very closed off, the old steel guy we, we talked about in the last segment. And I come in, I'm asking you, hey, Jack, open up about this, this, and this. Well, you're not going to, again, uh, if I'm not leading by example, it becomes very difficult to get somebody else to, to, to open up and talk freely about stuff. So it's a conscious choice. And that's something that you start to talk to your team about. You, you can mention, hey, we're going to start to open things up here, folks. And here's how, we're, here's how, here's how I, I would like to start. And so we're very big fans of keeping it somewhat simple. As we've talked about, you know, I know a number of times here on the air, we talk about it all the time with our clients. We try to keep things real simple when it comes to the owner, the CEO, the president of the organization. They have a three-word job description. Plan, direct, and control. Those three simple words. And so it starts with the plan. And the, 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 the more input and the more um, buy-in you can get from your team on the planning, that means them being involved in the planning. doesn't mean a fancy, long-winded, MBA-style plan. It's simple, but still addresses the sales and expenses that you expect for some period, usually a year. And don't say, don't you dare say to me that it can't be done. We could do it if we walked into your company day one without knowing much about it and be 80% right. So that drives, that plan drives the company. And it tells you, hey, I want to make sales of X and a profit of this. Well, you're in business to make a profit. Shouldn't you have a plan? Of course you should. But make it a plan that, that's easy for you to monitor and, and, and measure. That's a good thing, Jack. That is a good That's thing. That's a very good thing. Well, so you want to, you want to, I had a guy that talked about uh, over the weekend, had a company where they got this huge order from a, a top client of theirs. It was almost to the point where it put them out of business. So imagine rallying the team around that kind of a plan, right? How are we going to get this stuff done? We got this huge order coming in. How are we going to get it done? So there's a lot of things you can do plans for. It can be very small and specific to a, to a certain area. It could be a bigger picture, like you're talking about terms of plan for the year kind of stuff. No, it's interesting as most most business owners will bring their employees together to give them bad news. That's about it. You got to share good and bad and it should be a regular addressing of everybody and get them involved. Have fun. Get too stodgy. That's right. All right. So we got we got some more stories to share here after the break, but we got uh, but stay tuned for the, hear more about how do you create more transparency in your business. Stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. I'm Jack Mintini. All right, we got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. After all these years, after all these... 
Alright, welcome back. We're live and at it here in Willoughby, Ohio. Or on a yes, Wednesday. we are. Beautiful Wednesday here. Not quite fall, but soon to be fall. But uh, Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Quincini, longtime business partner with Adam. Over 15 years. Long time. Yes, we're being... We're actually, we're, I think we're pretty transparent on the show, Jack. That's our topic... Uh, that's our topic for tonight. How do you create more transparency in your business? As we're heading to break, we're talking about plan direct control, which is the, the three-word job description for any owner, leader, you know, uh, really of any organization. Getting the plans down is very important, and getting people involved in the planning is very important. That's important from just an ownership standpoint. If nothing else, people will buy into the plan much easier if they're part of the creation of it versus having having it barked at them or, or, or directed to them, right? The direct part of that happens to be, okay, now we need to direct the activity. Your, your, your job is conducting that orchestra, so to speak. You're directing more from the horns or from the, from the, from the, uh, the woodwinds or from the percussion section. So you're starting to direct the activity. And, and a big part of where the, the, the transparency comes from, too, is the control part of it. And right. Control, you know, again, might give some poor visuals to folks. Let me explain what control is. It's not putting you know, collars on a dog to kind of control kind of thing. This is... Controlling through, primarily through... I don't know. You know, sometimes that might be a good solution, but go on. That's okay. Shock collars? Not a dog, but, you know, shock, shock collars on, yeah, some of these troubled employees that you haven't made a decision on yet. All right, so here, so I, I, I <laughs> you know, often get off on tangents now, all of a sudden, I hadn't seen a movie in a long time, and now all of a sudden, it's coming to mind, because I saw it recently, Jack. The movie Nine to Five? Yeah. Remember that? Remember what happened to Dabney Coleman in that movie? His head blown off? No, 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 no. Come on. This no, is, this I'm, is I'm thinking of an Arnie. What movie was... Uh, never mind. You know, no, they had is, collars that exploded. This is uh, something... Yeah, that was in Total Recall. You're thinking <laughs> of Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. So, no, this is with Danny Coleman with uh, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, and uh, Jane Fonda. And they wound up basically kidnapping him in his own house because his wife was gone for a while, right? And they tie, they, the point is why it's coming to mind. They, they had a dog, a dog collar on him in an outfit with chains and they had him attached to like a, a garage door opener so if you misbehave they hit the garage door opener and he kind of come up and I picture him being in a dog collar one of those spike kind of butch dog collars that are on perfect right? yeah so I we're remember about, that it was a good movie so we are talking about trying to do that to control your, your people but through a series <laughs> of meetings and a series of reports to be able to share information about what's kind of going on and the meetings can be daily and weekly monthly quarterly annually whatever they might, they might be but it's having folks that are there that are sharing, and this is part of, come back to the overall uh, you know, idea of transparency, having these meetings to share what's kind of going on for the people that, that are involved. It's an important part of it, and, and a big part of those meetings is when we talked early on in, in the show here about presenting, and presenting is our seventh key. And if you haven't been to our website, uh, I would encourage you to head there at MaximumVP.com. There's a little link there that says MVP Playbook. Click on that and you'll see a little uh, link there for uh, the seven keys of success. Number seven on that little graphic is presenting. Presenting your company, presenting opportunities, presenting criticism. There, There's good ways to do it. And if you practice in front of a mirror, it's surprising how good you can get. But more importantly, by getting out in front of your people and letting them know what's going on in those categories. Well, but also... In addition to that, is as you're having these kind of meetings and discussions, the part of the reason meetings often get bad names, we've seen, Jack, and we've been part of these, is they aren't discussions. They're more, I'm coming to hear somebody talk at me. 
at times, right? Right, lecture, so, PowerPoints, long oh, PowerPoints yes. that are read. I'm, I'm getting sleepy just thinking about PowerPoints, oh. Jack. So, but the, the key is, if, if, if I have a meeting of, uh, of five people, and uh, it's my production team, or it's my sales team, or it's my administrative team, well, everybody in that room should have part of that meeting. They should have part of the agenda. They should, they should be presenting and talking about something as part of that meeting. Maybe they aren't the first time through, but again, as a, if they aren't there presenting something, then why are they there? They should be adding to stuff. They should be, come back to your, your industrial psychologist, Jack. they got to be committing and putting things out there versus just sitting quietly and not talking, not throwing ideas out there, not you know presenting whatever. They, you know, they have responsibilities that they should be presenting and talking about. So part of what should help, again, if you're one of these folks who right now is not transparent at all and you're, you're even considering what we're talking about tonight here in terms of the, the idea of opening things up a little bit, if you start to open up a little bit, you're up there presenting, talking about stuff, you start encouraging your people to open up a bit, you'll be amazed at the snowball that starts to take effect. Very true. Very true, Adam. People, people like this stuff. <clears throat> and, and it's much like when we talk about financials and accounting stuff. Again, if you're still looking at that seven keys uh, graphic I was talking about, a couple of our seven keys talk about numbers. We have number two, our profit plan. Number six, our cash forecasting. We talk about numbers. And... You know, many owners we we meet when we first talk to them, you know, they aren't real fans of the numbers of the financials. And as we get into it, and they start to understand it better. It's amazing how energized and excited they get by it. We see the same thing happening when we start to open things up, and people start to realize what's going on. And again, as I was, as I was uh, talking about before, this whole idea of uh, folks will will make up their own stories. You get that great example about about your uh, uh, discussing with the different union folks, Jack. You know, back in your right. corporate days, where there was people talking about stuff. And if that's all they're hearing, that's what they're going to probably believe. That's right. right. It's, that's exactly hey, right. If, if Jack or somebody else in the team isn't come out to, to defend themselves, then they, well, it must be true because they're, they're they're hiding doing this, or they'll take some little nugget that might have a kernel of truth in it, and they're 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 going off on a, on a total tangent that has nothing to do with reality. Or you know, in today's day and age, you know, with media that's out there, you can you know watch a show or look online at a video or read something that says, "Hey, this must be what's really going on." And when in fact, often what's really happening, the real truth is going to be, it's, it's it's nothing like that. In fact, a lot of times people are just doing stuff because they don't know any better. And I'm doing this because this is the best idea that I had. Do you have a better idea, Jack? I, you know, I'd love to hear it. But here's you know, here's what I was thinking about. Here's things we tried. Here's what I'm doing. And that's where comes the, 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 the last person you expected in the company may have some fantastic idea, a very simple idea even for you, that you weren't thinking about because you're so... Tell the story about the uh, moving company. Sure, we had a we had a client that, was, that, that we were hoping for 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 a number of years, and we were talking about this whole idea of of kind of being transparent. And part of what the owner started to do was to to present her seven keys for her business. And one of the areas that they talked a lot about was the in terms of the markets, in terms of who they were providing their services for. And one of the areas that they were really trying to grow in their business was more the commercial side. So you picture a moving company. Often there's some residential moving. There's some commercial moving of you know of companies, and they do some other stuff too, as relates like fine arts and that kind of stuff. But they wanted to focus a lot more on the on the commercial front. And so they're she was presenting this plan to the entire company. So everybody from the folks who are the ones out in the trucks doing the moving to the folks who are in the warehouse taking care of the storage, you know, everybody's part of the company got to hear this. And wouldn't you know it, within a month, I think it may, it, may, it may have even been a couple weeks, one of the guys out in the warehouse who you know, hadn't said boo in who, who knows how long came in and was all excited. And he was excited because he had been out, you know, every week he had a, he had a, uh, like a, a group that went and played pool 
you know, at a certain bar every week. They'd go out and they'd have their Thursday night out kind of thing, right? And he was just doing his normal thing. And one of the guys that, that they were playing pool with was talking about his, you know, some of his challenges day to day. He was frustrated with what was going on during the course of the day. And he happened to work for the for a school system locally. And, and he's complaining about folks were coming there that, that they were helping close down certain buildings and movers that were there that were sleeping on the job they were stealing stuff I mean just all kind of stuff that he was, he was so so upset about and so our guy <laughs> from the warehouse who again hadn't said boo for years all of a sudden said hey wait a minute hey I work for this company this is what we're looking to do we're trying to go can we talk to you about your business a little bit and the guy said absolutely I, I, I would absolutely love to and so long story short he comes in and, and within the matter of a couple months they had a half million dollar client just from Half that, million dollar just, client. just from, had she never pulled the group together and addressed them and talked about the company and got their inputs, that would have never happened. Half a million bucks. Right. And, you know, the company does a couple of million dollars a year in sales. So that was huge. Sure it was. And they were scratching for a little bit uh, more business. I mean, they, you know, they were in a little bit of a, a down tick. So that, that saved the day big time. Made everybody feel great, and you know he got a little bonus for his effort. But you know it was celebrated, which is also key. Celebrate good things. People get so grouchy and burdened, especially owners, with all the day-to-day problems. They forget when a good thing happens to celebrate it. Let everyone know. Call them together. Somehow do do that. Let them let them know that boy, a great thing happened because of you guys, and here's why. Nothing loves spirits much more than something like that. So let me stick with the music theme here for a second. I was talking about the idea of being a conductor as the owner. And so the reason our client was able to, to present <coughs> her thoughts and ideas <coughs> excuse me, was because she had her plan in place, right? So she had, had the plan. She was able to present the plan, okay? So she was able to, to be able to talk about it. And part of your job as the owner, you know, maybe if you don't think of yourself as a conductor, think about you're, you're the person controlling that, that stereo knob, that, that radio knob. You're trying to tune your people in. Tune them into what you want them to pay attention to, because they all have antennas, okay? And so they're living their lives, or they're there working for you eight or ten hours a day during the course of the week, but they have plenty of other time that, that they're living their lives. And part of what you want to do is you want to tune them into what's going on and what's important for the, for the organization. And, and bring them in as part of what's kind of going on. Let them know that they can help in a lot of different ways. It becomes very, very empowering, very, very good. And it helps to build tremendous trust, tremendous uh, esprit de corps, so to speak, as part of the organization, Jack. I agree. All right. Well, the fastest hour radio, Jack. It happens. It happened again. So, we thank you for being part of the show tonight. If you have questions before our next show, you can email us radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call eight seven seven eight four nine zero six seven zero. If you missed a part of this show or any of the other shows, you can go check us out on wintradio.com. Look in the archive, or you can go to iTunes and subscribe to us there. Please leave a a uh, a review if you can. That would be great. You're going to hear more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com.